Assalamualaikum guys. Welcome back to Shifat. We are hosting a special guest today. Introduce yourself. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> My name is Judy. And, and today's <laughs> episode is about Islamic school and thankfully Judy has also gone to Islamic school with us so we have a lot to talk about. A lot to unpack today, guys. We'll be talking about our experiences, where we went, and so much more. I had went to Islamic school uh, from grade 6 to 8. I, I Me as well. But I went to only from 7 to 8. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did go for kind of, I would say like these are like majorly developmental years because it's kind of like where you figure yeah. out who you are right kind of like start building the basis of your identity yeah. i know that i went because i remember like being in grade five and i'd hear stories about like all these middle schoolers and i was scared and so i was like mama please put me in islamic school i'm so scared of public school like yeah. it was just like i was scared of it almost i don't even know why and so she was like okay and then she also put my younger sister into it I think I went because they were bringing out a new, like, sex ed curriculum that was just very too too intricate for middle schoolers to learn. And I remember just the Muslim community in our area at that time, like, when we were going into grade six, they all kind of protested against it. And our mayor was like, no, it's still going to be implemented. So my mom was like, okay, we're just going to put you in Islamic school Mm -hmm. because... You don't need to be knowing the things that they teach you. Obviously, you're, you're supposed to learn about sexual education, but like not in the way that they were teaching us in public school because it was just too much. What about you, Judy? Um, I I never had the full talk of like why I'm with my parents of like why I was sent to Islamic school, but if I were to like break it down um, into a, like there's definitely so many reasons because I came pretty old like to Canada from back home and my mom was she my parents were very against like everything in public school they just you know because I don't know if anyone Arab is watching it um like as Janib that's like she didn't like the way they were teaching children anything the culture and um yes it could be the sex ed thing like Ayat's parents um being against it but then again like I didn't speak to my parents about it so they didn't tell me um and then yeah i just they were they do it they were basically deciding for me too that like i should just go to islamic school mm-hmm. and um yeah that was basically it like there was no like big reason behind it mm-hmm. it was just a decision that they made out of nowhere i think it's because like our parents coming from back home were also very scared putting us in schools in general because it's such a different culture mm-hmm. and different they hadn't gone to school here yeah. so they didn't really know what like being in a canadian school was like mm-hmm. and i guess they just like thought of it as the worst or like thought like okay we don't know how our kids are going to react to this how our kids are going to be treated by like you know them being different so let's just send them to a school where they're going to be the same you know i just think that that could be like a fear that they went through um because there's obviously like there wasn't we weren't bad kids and we were like sent off to Islamic yeah. school like it wasn't like a punishment but it was just kind of like let's just be on the safe side you know but then again there were parents that would punish send their kids, yeah, yeah send their kids to Islamic school as punishment or as like oh, I'm going to put my kids in Islamic school just because I mm-hmm. am not able to teach them the right ways of Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, I'm just going like yeah. so to depend on the Islamic school that I'm sending my yeah. kids to to teach them Islam. It's like that like laziness in parenting, I feel like. You're just lazy to teach your kids. So you're like, let me just let them learn the easy way. You know, like just put them in a school where they're going to have to learn about Islam. Yeah. But it could cause the kid to go down so many different paths and like being on the right path is not always like gonna be the result so it's also a risk for you to just be lazy and just throw your kids in islamic school which is why i feel like if you do put your kid in islamic school it should be for implementation of islam rather than education of islam Mm -hmm. like to not teach your kid about islam but to just implement the culture or the like the rules and regulations of islam because that's what islam school was Mm -hmm, yeah it's kind of like these are the rules of our school like oh you need to wear hijab because it's uniform not you need to wear hijab because 
these are the rulings of it within Islam. This is how it's beneficial yeah. to you. It's how it's beneficial to the community. It's kind of this is what you need to do, and that's it. There's no yeah. reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's why you need to come into Islamic school with like background knowledge about your religion first. Like you need to know how to pray. You need to know about the uh, hijab. You need to know about interactions between guys and girls. Because if you're just gonna go off it based off of like your school's rules, you're gonna have a negative connotation towards these rules in Islam for no reason. And when it becomes something that's correlated to school rules, you don't implement it outside. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that was one thing that I really struggled with was, oh, I have to pray because I'm in school. But then when I go home, be like, oh, that's a school thing. I don't need to pray yeah. outside. Yeah. It was like, it was hard to kind of like make that divide of the because two. Because at home, because at home, people are not like, uh, like going back to the parents that are sending their kids for, to Islamic school just because they want them to learn Islam rather than being taught of it at home. At home, it's not the same environment. So yeah. that's why it's not like, it's just like, oh, it's a school thing for me to learn Islam, for me mm-hmm. to be Muslim. That's why we have like, friends or people that we know of that are not um, like as well educated on Islam as they should be and the outcome of like them being at uh, that them being um, sent to Islamic school was never like it didn't always it wasn't always good yeah and it also like I feel like if your kid is not taught Islam and then you're sending them to an Islamic school, it's causing that same environment as a public school. Because this kid is coming in with like the Western culture, the Western ideology, the Western like raising, and then you're putting them in Islamic school where the culture is different than their household, and then you're expecting Mm -hmm. them to like follow those rules and whatever. And then when the kid turns out to like rebel, and like I remember we had so many girls in our class that did not wear hijab outside of school so let's say they did not like during recess or something they would take it off or like when we went to school field trips they would take it off um there was this big like backlash against them like how could you do this you're such a bad kid but it's like you need to teach your child before bringing them to some school about these things so that they're not labeled as the bad kid for not following Islamic rules and with the education thing I feel like one thing that Islamic school kind of struggles with is applying a curriculum to Islam, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of like building it into grade levels because every student comes with a different background. And so it's kind of like, oh, well, you should know this already because you're what? You're 12, you're 11 years old. You should know this already. So we're not going to even bother going over that or teaching you that because you should already Mm -hmm. know. Right, that I feel like that's one thing that I really struggled with was going into like Islamic studies, and they'd be like, "Oh, like this, this, this," and I'd be like, "Well, what is that? Yeah. I don't know about the entire history of the Prophet wasallam, right?" And then they just kind of like talk about it as mm-hmm. if I had already known. Yeah. yeah. And then when you ask questions, they'd be like, "Well, you should already know, right?" Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel dumb yeah. asking questions, and so I just refrain from asking questions onwards. Yeah. Or even with like we had Quran as one of our subjects, like we had a lower level and a higher level, but it was not like based on, it was not based on um, skill. It was based on whether you spoke Arabic at home or I, not. I know exactly and what so you mean. There would be like brown girls or Somali girls that were in the lower level just because they didn't speak Arabic, but they knew how to recite better than some of the girls that spoke Arabic at home. Like it should be based on skill. Like if you're an Arab girl and you don't speak Arabic that well, you should be put in the lower level. What's wrong with being in the lower level and learning in the lower level, um, and vice versa? But for them, it was just like, oh, you speak Arabic at home, you're putting the, you're put in this level. You don't, you're put in this level. It's not like it's it's still Quran, yeah. whether or not you're in the level, lower level or yeah. not. And I bet girls came into the school not even knowing how to like read, and it would have been so embarrassing them for them to like be put into a grade where you're expected to memorize, and you don't even know how to read yet. Like mm-hmm. that's where Khadija was talking about like learning how to start from the beginning, learning how to read first, learning how to just practice reading through um, surahs before learning how to memorize. Because you can't just ex- be expected to know that unless your parents are teaching. Because there are parents that don't teach their kids about Islam at home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I feel like I didn't learn in Islamic school that I should have. Like, I know me and Judy were talking about how we never learned how to do ghusl in Islamic school, mm-hmm. right? The content of, like, sexual education and puberty was all very, like, under hush. You know, like, you don't talk about it, mm-hmm. right? They'd kind of, like, refer to it be like, I remember one time our teacher was like, oh, you have to do also after your period and after other things. 
And then we'd be like, oh, well, what are other things? Because we had, like, zero clue. You'd be like, mm, you don't really need to know about that. At that point, we were in grade eight, about to go into high school. I feel like at that point, you should know. Mm-hmm. They're just like, that's something that you don't talk about. There's so many things in Islamic school that they just kind of, like, expect you to know. But where am I supposed to know if school is the one place I'm supposed to learn about these things, especially in Islamic school? Yeah. And if I'm not learning it there, then when, where am I supposed to learn it from? And then, like, I don't know if it was for, like, everyone else that experienced this, but um, I remember when they were first teaching us about how to take care of, like, dealing with our period or menstruation, like, they were teaching it, uh, like, in a way where it was, like, a thing to be ashamed of. Like, like, I remember when they were telling us how to, like, if especially if we have boys in the house, like, brothers or a dad, and, like, we share a bathroom or something, that the way we rolled our pads had to be like in a specific way where yeah. it was hidden and then like like if it, if it was ramadan you weren't allowed to eat in front of your parents or i mean sorry your brothers or like your dad like being on your period is a thing to be ashamed of and that's what they made me think of like yeah. that's literally what i i was embarrassed to be on my period yeah. i remember this was like me and judy went to the same islamic school and obviously this is wrong like i'm not gonna say that this is right but like girls would not roll up their pads correctly in the bathroom and the poor janitor would have to like clean up people's blood every time she went in there and cleaned Mm -hmm. and do you know what our male vice principal had a whole meeting with every single girl and like he had us all in the gym and he literally told us that if we don't roll up our pads properly next time he is going to run tests on the blood to find out whose blood it is <laughs> and then he's going to oh my suspend God. them yeah. and obviously he wasn't going to do that but for number one a guy to be talking to us about our periods is embarrassing like you should not be talking to us about that because you are the male vice principal and we had a female principal so she fully could have come and talked to us about it and number two you can't instill behavior through punishment or through fear like that's embarrassing as hell for somebody to say like i'm gonna run tests also what does that mean you're not gonna send my pad to like some <laughs> scientific lab like don't lie no way <laughs> But even with Khadija, what she was saying about like it being on the hush hush or like low, like if you don't yeah. know, then you then if you don't know, then you're too young to know. I remember we were being taught the story of um, Prophet Yusuf, and the word in the Islamic school, like in the Islamic textbook, was seduce. And the Islamic studies teacher that we had at that time, she was still like she she taught younger grades, but she was teaching us for some reason at that time. And she had told us she was like, and then you know the 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 wife tried to seduce Yusuf. And if you don't know what the word seduce means, then you're too young to know. And most of us in that class did not know what that word meant, but we were like, so how are we supposed to understand the story properly if you're not going to even tell us what that means? Like you're just going to be like, oh, you're just too young to know. So h- how are we going to learn it then? I feel like that's where the cultural and Islamic divide is very unclear for a lot of teachers, right? And the lack of professionalism within Islamic schools is actually outrageous because a lot of these teachers either come from back home and need a job, so they fi- feel that Islamic school is the best place where they also implement like. I guess, like, their back-home mentalities, yeah. right? Or it's teachers kind of looking for that stepping stone to get experience and then go into the school boards. Yeah, so they're just experimenting on us. It's literally, that's literally what we are. We're yeah. just experiments. Or, like, the f- I think they also took advantage of the fact that we were all cultured students. Yeah. So they were, f- like, they felt more, like, if they were sent to, like, if one of the teachers that, like, were unprofessional were sent to a public school, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't act the same way they yeah. were acting in the Islamic school yeah. that they are in yeah. currently. Like, um, like the way they were unprofessional, it seemed like they like it was obvious that they were just comfortable with us yeah. to be unprofessional just because, like, oh, we were from the same background yeah. or we're both Muslim. Like, yeah, I feel like it was a good and bad thing because. It was like it was a bad thing because we've had teachers call us like brats and stupid and stuff like that's not something you tell kids students. especially your students like you just don't say that and especially in a school setting but then at the same time it felt like all these teachers were like our aunts like we also mm-hmm. felt yeah. really comfortable with them because they kind of understood us in a way that like ba- like sounds there's there's a good side to it there's yeah. also like there's always a good like I guess it's like a, oh, you're trying to say is there's like a mutual understanding, right? Yeah. Of comfort. Like, you kind of, you see this person like you would see your mom. Like, you yeah. could go and talk to them about things that they would actually understand because they're from the same culture. But at the same time, it's too unprofessional for them to be your teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that in a guidance counselor kind of form. Like, for the guidance counselor to be Muslim and to, like, 
be cultured and an older lady or whatever from back home and she's living here she's gonna understand your experiences better but for your math or science teacher to like you know call you a brat just because you didn't do the homework like it's unprofessional mm -hmm. and it does not it doesn't help you learn better if anything i feel like i i actually felt the exact opposite i never felt like these teachers were comfortable enough for me to go talk to like that mm -hmm. right and i never felt like a real connection with them because i feel like it was constantly putting me down like there was be times where there's this one teacher who would constantly tell me this was in grade eight and i had also known her since grade seven because the teachers would just teach multiple grades at that yeah. point yeah. right and she would constantly tell me that I was just going to fail in high school. And I was just, like, constantly, every single day, just telling me that I was going to fail. And then I went to my brother because I look at him as, like, a fatherly figure, right? So I went to him and I was like, oh, like, my teacher keeps telling me that I'm going to fail in high school. And he was in high school at that point. And he was like, oh, well, it's harder to fail a class in high school than it is to pass a class. Because you have to do absolutely nothing to fail a class. And then the next day when she told me I was going to fail again, I, because I would usually stay quiet. Right? And this time I rebuttaled. And I was like, oh, it's actually harder to fail a class. And then the next day I go to school and the, the principal pulls me out of class and tells me that if I keep like doing this, keep acting the way I'm going to act, that I'm going to fail in high school and I'm never going to succeed. And that her daughter's in high school. It's just constantly like, I never felt like these teachers were actually there for me. Mm -hmm. Right? And even like in grade six, when I first started going to Islamic school, I had confided in a teacher because... I was in class and there was a lot going on at home and she could kind of like sense it and she's like oh what's wrong and so I, at first I brushed it off but then she called me outside of class after and I told her and then she went and like told a bunch of other teachers and stuff and then told the principal and then the I didn't know that she told everyone right so then the teacher comes to me this other teacher comes to me the next day and she's like oh like I heard there's a lot going on at home like if you need anything like let me know and I was like I was just confused because I was like why did she tell you I actually told, I said that to the teacher, I was like, why did she tell you? I didn't tell her that she could tell you, yeah. right? Because I feel like coming from public school, I expected there to be this privacy, yeah. right? Because that's, like, I have told other teachers in public school about these issues, and there was always that privacy. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to, when I went to Islamic school, she was like, oh, well, she told me because, like, we work together and stuff, and we both teach you. That's not an excuse. I know you felt like she wanted to know just because she wanted to yeah, know, not because she cared about, about your yeah, not she, not because she wanted like, to care yeah. about your well-being. The way she like came to me, it was like she wanted to know yeah. for gossip, or she yeah. didn't have she didn't have that That's sincere really tone to her voice yeah. at all, and that made me even more mad. And ever since then, I was just like, it was like I can't trust these teachers; they aren't on my side. Yeah, mm -hmm. but then that's also where you got the like whole negative connotation to Islamic school because they mix up culture and islam just the way how we've been speaking about it this entire episode but like from back home you know the gossiping techniques that teachers will go through you can't gossip when you're out of school like you're not sitting back home talking about so and so and your neighbor and whatever these are kids these are chill even if they're not kids these are like adults or teenagers you cannot be sitting in a school setting and talking about them like like you're back home again so for you to separate islam and culture is so important because now you have kids thinking oh in islamic schools like they just they don't have any privacy and they just tell everybody my life that means that's exactly what islam is you're not supposed to have privacy and everybody's supposed to know your business but that's not what islam is mm -hmm. they just don't know the like the boundary because they 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 tend to like mix in culture with islam yeah they don't they don't see the difference between culture and Islam. Uh -huh. I don't know. Like, if we were to sit here and talk about our bad experiences in Islam, <laughs> school, about this forever. Forever. <laughs> I had a long All podcast. Day, yes. I mean, long ass. Like, um, for unprofessionalism, like, even, I'm just going to talk, because we had our school in a, in a warehouse. Like, and I understand that it's, like, the systemic, like, thing in Canada because these private schools were not being funded by the government so they were just trying to find any place to rent to have this Islamic school like it would it could be a basement a warehouse like it could be an office we literally had a warehouse like one of our doors the same like yeah. you leave the back and there's like trucks Shipping coming and receiving, into like, you weren't we weren't allowed to go outside the school by ourselves because there'd be trucks coming yeah. and going our field was just like concrete and you could see yeah. you had to be careful if you're if you're like soccer ball went over the fence and like into like the truck stop or whatever 
right? Like, you had to, like, go and ask the other, like, the truck yeah. drivers to get your soccer yeah, ball like, back for you. That's, that's <laughs> what our neighboring, like, our neighboring was offices and, like, trucks. And that's literally what it was. And even our classrooms didn't have windows. Our gym was, like, just some random, like, garage. Like, it was that type of unprofessionalism. I'm not going to blame asylum schools for it because I know that there's a lack of money and there's a lack of, like, resources but at the same time you can't create a school with no money like if you're gonna invest in making an islamic school invest in it being an actual school like proper classrooms windows playgrounds fields where kids can be kids and students otherwise don't make an islamic school like you can't just like throw kids into an office and expect them to like come out normal like, especially especially when it's a school you kind of need to think about the aesthetic experience right yeah. because school should be like it's you kind of fostering kids and you're fostering their creativity right so you need to be able to kind of provide that experience for them mm-hmm. and provide like i guess like a vibrant environment mm-hmm. and when you're in a warehouse or an <laughs> office building you're completely lacking yeah. that but i also feel like the experience we had because it was unprofessional we experienced things that i guess in a way could be good like we had a lot of control with the way that we chose to teach ourselves Mm -hmm. like in our class specifically we would create all the bulletin boards because the teachers would not so that's something you don't do in public school because like usually everything's just made for you like the designs the everything but we had so much control over what we wanted our class to be and you know we'd we could just show up to school the next day with like with a bulletin board and put it up like there was no issue with that happening you yeah. know like they were like just do whatever you want like create the class how yeah. you like it and i feel like that's something good that i would love to see even in public schools for you to have that type of like creativity or that type of independence to just have a classroom that you want to study in you know i think that like they there was a confusion between interactions between boys and girls and interactions between male teachers and female teachers like in our school we we were separated you know boys and girls were separated but we still had male teachers and i would say that a lot of them were unprofessional in the way that they taught girls especially developing girls like they kind of treated us like we were i don't know how to put this they treated us like we were, you know, at risk. At risk of, like, getting boyfriends and taking off the hijab. I and, know like, exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. That's what we were at risk for, for some reason. And when male teachers would teach our, school, teach our class, like, they kind of taught us with that mentality that we were girls that were on edge because we were going through puberty. Like, this whole mindset that's so weird. But, um, yeah, we had, like, a male teacher that, like, he... He didn't have haya, you know, like, if you know the word haya, like, it's obviously so associated with how girls act, and we would have haya when when he was in our class, but he wouldn't, like, even just the way he would sit in our class, like, he sat with his legs wide open, and, like, he was wearing a thobe, so there'd be nothing underneath, and then he'd also just overshare about his life, even though it wasn't inappropriate, he would tell us things that we did not need to know, like, he would tell us about, like, he would go through his camera roll and show us, and, like, that's, he would give different girls nicknames and stuff, like, I'm not saying that it was inappropriate, because that's not, like, inappropriate, but it's just, that line, so between, like, the teacher, that line between like it's teacher and friend kind of yeah. like and then there's also blurred. it's also the line between male and female like if you are if you're coming into the class with that mindset that these girls are on edge and whatever then why are you oversharing and sitting the way that you are and like giving special nicknames to girls like it's just weird and all of us did not appreciate it. Like, nobody liked that teacher, you know? Well, because me and Ayat went to the same Islamic school, I know who she's talking about exactly. And um, the way this man was <laughs> weird was crazy. Like, he one time um, was having a conversation about, like, khubaz, bread, right? And um, as a, like, I, I've, what, I was in grade 7, I didn't know anything about shopping or anything like that, so I was just telling him where my parents shop at to get good bread, because he was just asking his students, like, where they get their bread from, and so I told him, and silly me, like, <laughs> I, I, I went with my dad to get bread or something, 
um, that like stored sold a bunch of stuff, but like sold a bunch of stuff other than bread. But we went to get bread, and I saw him there, and it was a whole thing. Like he yeah. made it. A, it was a one th- one sided thing, but he acted like him and I had this like inside joke where yeah. I would see him like outside of school all the time. And if she didn't like in front of the whole class, he'd be like, "Judy, you didn't show up at the store that day." Like oh as if it was like their like link up or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> so you meant to like, be there. It was just very weird the way he, like, okay, and then like same thing for like other male teachers principles like the way they applied their rules like or not their rules like islam rules on the students especially female students was so wrong because like there were like like let's talk about like the students that came to islamic school because they were supposed to learn islam right like the kid that kids that were sent to islamic school just so that they would learn islam imagine if you had a bad experience with your like female or male teacher telling you to like fix your hijab but like in in a improper manner like they were like yelling at you to fix your hijab i've seen that happen i've had that happen to me yeah and because i was alhamdulillah i was taught properly about hijab i was i already had a background like information like information about like islam and the entire like hijab story so i didn't care enough to like be bothered let it affect me but then imagine like if it was a girl that was just starting to wear the hijab yeah. that and was we just know so many islam. people from our islamic school that took off the hijab the minute they left it yeah like they you know immediately took it off because they associated the hijab with that islamic school yeah and so you're you're teaching it in such an improper manner that you're literally causing kids to rebel against islam like there were so many like i once had a teacher telling me like i wasn't wearing the hijab um, uh, outside of school, um, when I was in Islamic school, so, um, I one time came, and my hijab was, like, messed up or something, and so this teacher came up to me, and she took me to the side, and she was like, you don't wear, like, she asked me, she was like, you don't wear the hijab outside of school, do you, and I was like, no, and then she goes, well, I can see why your hijab is messed up, and then she helped me, and she was very nice about it, like, she taught me the right way to fix my hijab, and the right way to, like, prevent my hair from showing ever again, And that is, like, that, like, I'm pretty sure that didn't take much effort for her to do. That could have been, like, 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 one way that principal that yelled at me once because my hair was showing, Mm -hmm. like, like, one way he could have, like, fixed that issue was for him to, like, go and tell a female teacher to tell me nicely. Like, there was so many ways that he could have avoided that. Not, like, now I have this thing against him, which I didn't have to have. Mm -hmm. Like, but, like, the fact that you remember that teacher telling you that means that it had an effect on you. Like, she came and she talked to exactly. you in a proper manner, and you remember it to this day, meaning, like, she actually left a small little mark on you. Even though she did nothing. Yeah, she just tried to help you. Like, it probably took her 10 seconds to yeah. fix you. Like, that that was it, you know? It's so... It's like that sisterhood kind of comes into play. Yeah. yeah. That's right. why I appreciate Islamic school, because... Even though it was unprofessional for teachers to, like, you know... I bet public school, no teachers, like, buttoning up your shirt or, like, yeah. whatever. But that's where you kind of appreciate that because it's kind of... Like a home. Like a home. Like, like you your feel like home. Yeah, you feel like this is, like, your auntie or your mm-hmm. kala or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you could kind of trust her to, to help you out. But then you also don't want your kala teaching you math because that like exactly. nobody learns that way that's <laughs> <laughs> there's a good side and there's a bad there's side. A side i feel like adding on to like what you said about like the interaction between male teachers and like female students i think like that also kind of goes into how like students are taught to interact between like the girls and the boys mm-hmm. right like in, i remember in grade six like we wouldn't sit separately right like we would just kind of be in like our own little like desk groups but then onwards, it's like, oh, like, you have to sit on complete opposite sides of the room. Don't talk to each other. Don't look at each other. Like, you guys won't work together. And it doesn't teach you the morals and how to, I guess, like, effectively communicate and interact with someone of the opposite gender. Yeah. And then, like, all of us had left Islamic school by grade 8. So grade 9, like, high school, we were starting in public school. So that culture shock from sitting with just girls to like having a guy sitting at your table or a guy sitting at your desk it was so weird to me to like even be in the same class as a guy let alone him sitting right beside me and like we'd have to share worksheets and stuff like that's what 
makes you feel like you don't know how to interact with the mm. opposite gender and then that's where there's room for you know especially because like we live in canada like yeah, we don't like you can't back avoid home. it you, you yeah. have to, like, i feel like there's like i guess like a lot of sheltering mm-hmm. where you're like sheltered so much from it that you just don't even know what to do yeah i remember by like we were separated for like a few years right and then grade eight the guys started getting like really weird because they had no idea how to interact with girls right to the point where like they'd wait outside our gym right and like try to open the door to get a glimpse of the girls inside like playing sports or something right Mm -hmm. because we'd obviously like change out of our abayas and stuff and change out of our hijab Mm -hmm. and so it's just like they be they treat us like we're some like odd specimen right like it's completely (laughs) off limits i know it's like completely off off limits like you can't interact with them don't even think about them right so then guys would try to do anything they could yeah just to, like, kind of, yeah. like, get a little interaction. Or even with girls, I feel like at that age is such a critical age. And, like, a lot of girls were very self-conscious. So to have no male validation at all. Like, girls in our school would leave the bathroom door open when they fix their hijabs. So that when guys <laughs> walk by, they could look at them. Like, they'd do that on purpose, you oh know? God. I know. They would do that on purpose just to get any tiny little bit of validation. Because there was no interactions whatsoever. The, like, if they had no, like fatherhood yeah like i don't know how else to put it but like if it was like girls who had home yeah if 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 it came from like home issues it got worse it would definitely like it would definitely affect your way at school i feel like our islamic school experience like mine versus you guys is is so different (laughs) yeah it was different but the same in a way like we kind of had the same issues but different experiences like i feel like your school was very anti-girl anti-like learning I know, yeah anti-like i don't know development. Was, i don't know what was wrong but with our school, school. was, was like, so many our school was like trying to teach at the islamic way but they missed <laughs> like i guess they tried like, they i guess it's also because our school like they had kind of like a, ba- a program running prior to right but then like the first year that they opened this new school yeah. was when i got in right but it was also on, yeah. yeah but it's also that they had a program running like back in pakistan right then they had a, like a program running here and they decided to expand yeah right so that's kind of that's kind of when mm-hmm. i got into it so maybe it was that they were still kind of like getting like figuring out their path yeah but i still don't find that as an excuse yeah I mean, I know of other Islamic schools, like my sister goes to one, where it has improved over the years, like, in terms of, like, like their strictness or their, like, implementation of Islam. My sister used to go to that same Islamic school, and when she used to go to the Islamic school, they weren't even allowed to wear perfume to school. And now my little sister goes there, and obviously things have changed. So I see that improvement in schools where they're getting a larger, like, audience, you know, they're... they're their community is a lot more professional and it's parents who actually care about their children and want them to learn islam it's way more professional than those tiny schools that like are just starting up and they have like 10 kids in their class and they're just like testing out this new program and whatever you know they're thinking of it as a business it it's way different and that causes the different experiences but we have like similar like culture yeah that um we could like bond it's also like I felt like, at least in my Islamic school, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I felt like the students weren't the priority. Yeah. yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, like, it's just kind of, you get it running, right? You get the money in your pocket, the yeah. students get a mark, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. It wasn't like the actual success of the development or even like kind of building up these students was, into real functioning citizens of society. Yeah, yeah it was about reputation. Yeah. yeah. Our school is about name. Like, I think that's why they were so... Um, picky about dress codes and like everything because they wanted the name of their school to seem professional like even we would we would host the um we had tournaments with every single school like islamic school in the in the area so we would host the soccer tournament Mm -hmm. and they would like they would hire like these professional soccer um soccer players and stuff to train us because they were embarrassed that we would lose the soccer tournament and we hosted the game you know, like, they they just cared so much about their name and their reputation, and they would up the prices of fees and stuff mm-hmm. in school just to make it seem like this bougie public private school that, like, was super professional, and, like, you'd wear, like, matching, you know, uniforms, and everybody was in a single-file line. Like, that's what they cared about more than 
they cared about like the students of students. like the, the student yeah. learning how to play soccer yeah like they didn't care would you care. would you say that you regret going to islamic school like yes or no and like why i think i would honestly no because as much as like as as much as like there were bad experiences i learned from them and because i have like alhamdulillah like like a good information of islam and like like my parents taught me well and i could just go home and ask my mom what's right or wrong and i could just depend on what she would to teach me uh like i think no like i I would say no like i don't regret it only because like i have a better resource a better source of like like education right Mm -hmm. at home and um like like Islamic school, basically what I'm trying to say is that Islamic school is not the only thing that I can depend on. So f- just for the experience, because I did have bad experiences and I did have good, and I think the good of it cancels out the bad, to be honest, mm-hmm. because the good was just so much. Like, you would never experience that in public school. Yeah. So um, Islamic school was defi- definitely, like, something you, like, it's it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. It's just, like... It's just an experience that not everyone gets to experience. I was going to say, like, I don't regret it. And I think that I went to some school at the perfect time just because I was going through, like, too much identity crisis. So for everybody to kind of be the same in my class and, like, from the same culture and, like, you see, like, me and Judy went to the exact same... We met in that class, and we're still friends. Like, I created friendships and bonds with people that I would have never even thought to interact with because when I went to public school, I wanted to be white. You know, like, I did not want to associate with being Muslim at all. So for me to have Muslim friends and to go to a community where it was all Muslims and, like, be comfortable with these people, and I made memories that, like, I'll never forget. And even the bad of the school, like we bond over that and we laugh about it now yeah. and stuff i feel like i i don't regret going it's just that there's so much to improve on <laughs> what about you i would say this is like a difficult question to answer because i feel like i do regret going but i feel like i went for a reason and it kind of like made me who i am mm-hmm. right as in like what i want to improve with myself and like with my kids or like even future generations but overall like if it was that I could erase that part and, like, not go completely, I think I would. Yeah. Like, I think for the majority of it, I do regret it. I know that from my parents' end, like, they tried to do what was best for their kids, right? And I know, like, every time I got sent to the office, which I got sent to the office a lot, yeah, so right? Bad. For, like, these smallest things, like, oh, you're putting on lip balm? Go to the office. I remember one time, like, we finished a history test, right? And after you finish a test, you have that, like, relief in you. Mm-hmm. right so i go i submit my test right i give it to the teacher i sit in my chair and all i did was lean back put my hands back and like sigh right and the teacher gives me the nastiest look and she's like i see what you're doing Khalija. what am i doing i don't get it like there's just so many things that like just like i feel like there's co- this constant like belittling from teachers yeah. and i feel like teachers were always on this power trip yeah. to prove that they, they are like they're the teacher they're the ones in control i remember one time this teacher me and this girl were laughing right i don't know why we just found everything so funny that day and this teacher was like you need to stop laughing right we just looked at her right but we're still kind of laughing and she's like if you don't stop laughing then i'm gonna i'm gonna like call the principal and we were still laughing she's like okay you need to leave Mm -hmm. and we're like oh we're not gonna leave and she's like okay if you don't leave i'm gonna leave why did she pick up her things and leave in the middle of class We sat there for half the period, just, like, not... We just sat there laughing, right? Because, like, what do we do now? Like, it's a class of, like, 25 students sat there with no teacher, right? You're leaving 13-year-olds alone like that, right? Like, obviously, like, it was just, like, things like that that was, like... I didn't even know what was going on at that point. Like, now I think about it, and it feels like a fever dream. Yeah. And it was just, like... It was just constant, like, belittling, right? Like, tell me I'm going to fail. One time I finished, like, an Arabic worksheet because I didn't want to do it for homework. And the teacher, like, saw that I finished it and was like, oh, if you want to be... She t- says it to the whole class. She's like, oh, if you want to be so smart, if you want to pretend to be so smart like Khadija here when you're actually not, then you can try to go and finish it without listening to the instructions, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, like, this constant... I feel like it was a constant power trip, yeah. and it just completely ruined my confidence to the point when I got to high school, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I was, and it was like this whole, I had to rebuild who I was because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like even with the comfort thing, like unprofessionalism definitely went both ways because we were not the best students and that was because we were in, in an like unprofessional setting so we would treat teachers the way we would treat like family members and we would joke around and like disrespect them also but that was because of the way that they treated us um even with like supply teachers i remember we had so many supply teachers just walk out of our class or like i know yeah Same. we had a one teacher who would throw markers around the class <gasps> if we didn't listen oh like, my god but that was because we didn't listen like we would definitely like we definitely made her feel that's just me. I feel like they we've disciplined made teachers us. cry before. Yeah, we've yeah, made same. teachers cry. We've made them like take away our recesses for like weeks on end. I feel end. like they discipline us like they're children. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like they just felt like we weren't students that we are their children yeah. right? like i know teachers would get involved in our friendship drama yeah. like i don't know why this was a thing but if some girl did something to me that i didn't like i would not talk to her right? like i just but it's obviously difficult because there's like 10 people to yeah. talk to right so i just would not talk to her and then for some reason like all my friends would also not talk to her so yeah. this girl would just kind of like be, be singled alone. out yeah. and then the teacher comes and be like Khalidja, you need to stop telling people what to do. And I would not tell anyone to, like, not talk to this yeah. girl, right? Because I didn't care. Like, it's just me and you, like, we don't get along. But it was just, like, why yeah. does the teacher come to me and, and like, get involved? Yeah. There's, there's no, like, I guess, mediating. It's, like, you're my child and yeah. I'm going to tell you how to behave. And they've said that to us multiple times. Like, I think of you as my child, but you shouldn't. Like, exactly. And, like, I get <laughs> you're it. Not you're not my you're mother. You're supposed to care. Like, our, our first immigrant parents, they're somebody parents. You know, like, these teachers are all parents. So I get it. Like, they just think that, oh, you're, like, my child. Like, I'm trying to teach you and stuff. But it's just not the right way. And it's not your job also. Like, I, I think have the culture parents. also brings that out. Yeah, it Like, does. I know if someone said that to me, like, now. And, like, one of my teachers like, Oh, I see you as my child. Like, I'd be so weirded out. Yeah. I'd be like, don't say that to me. You're not my dad. You're not my mom. Like, don't say that to me. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys think that, like, you could improve Islamic schools or, like, improve your experience at an Islamic school? I feel like one of the ways definitely to improve is funding. But that's also, like, as you said before, it's a systemic issue, right? Like, pro- It's not um, really, like, the thing to blame. Yeah, yeah, like, we not. can't, yeah, like, we can't blame Islamic schools for that, because, like, Catholic schools, mm-hmm. right? They literally They're, get funded, They yeah. get, and I'm pretty sure they get more, because they get it from the church, and they also get it from the government, yeah. right? Whereas Islamic schools don't get that. Yeah. So, once we, like, kind of figure out the funding issue and all that, because you can only expect, like, Muslim parents, who are also working class, or even lower, mm-hmm. to pay so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the fees are already so high, right? Yeah. Where you're paying, like, I, I know we paid... Um, the original was like five fifty, right? But yeah. it was since it was me and my sister both, it was, was five hundred per um, student, yeah. right? So it'd be a thousand eat like a thousand total. But then if you up it more to try and get like a better building, more resources, then how much are you expecting yeah. us to pay per month? Yeah, and then you're also having less students. Like I bet there would be so many more kids out of Islamic schools if it wasn't that expensive. Mm-hmm. You know. Even us, we had to pay, like, 500 550 yeah. for... There's, like, that accessibility like, issue. Yeah. The main reason my parents took me out was because they just couldn't handle the, the amount yeah. anymore. Especially because I didn't I didn't only have to pay for the fees that everyone else had to pay for. I had to pay for commuting. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. I That's lived really far. Yeah. Like, in my area, my area didn't have much Islamic schools, so I had to travel, literally, every morning and after oh, school. And then, like, school. pick and drop and stuff, like, getting yeah. someone to pay for that. Yeah. And then school excursions. Like, if you wanted to be on a soccer team or, or a basketball team, like, you had to pay more, yeah. right? Uniforms. And then I felt... Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I felt bad asking my parents to do anything that was outside of school or not school really because I knew that they would have to pay more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even field trips, everything. You had to pay for everything. Oh, our field trips were covered. Like, our field trips were included in our fees. No, like, no, if we wanted we to go to, to Wonderland, we had to pay. Oh. Um, if we had, like, a lunch, like, plan, you had to pay, like, every... You know, yeah. obviously you had to pay, but it's what nothing was included in the tuition. Like I think that was just the entry fee, you know, for you to enter the school. Like uniforms was not covered by the five hundred dollars we were paying, yeah, or anything else that we did at school. So you're paying five hundred dollars just to be in the school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you- I think I would just imp- like you said the funding. Like that's just the biggest issue, but also just teachers. Yeah, teachers that's need a to big one. improve. Um, just more professional teachers, more teachers that like actually went to school for teaching, actually like teaching, um, not just hiring family members because 
they're your family members at the school <laughs> and like like we had so many family members working at the school like you mm-hmm. guys are just you just hired them because that's and your cousin you or your sister. You know the funny thing like when my, when we were the school first opened up right and we had to go do an entry exam to pretend like they were professional you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I literally like the entry exam did nothing because I remember there was like some girl who was in my same grade and she could not do anything that was like a regular grade level. And I was like, I don't know how you pass the entry exam, yeah. but okay. But anyways, right, like, my mom applied to be a teacher there, right? And my mom has, like, done school. She's, like, finished off. She had experience in the actual, like, school system, right? Like, the um, school district. And they didn't accept her, but they accepted, like, fresh immigrants. Like, yeah. fresh off the boat. Like, they <laughs> just got here. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you how do you make that choice? Yeah. That, that definitely could have improved the experience. It was such a pick and choose thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It would not, I don't it's know. It's all based on connections. Yeah. It does not actually based on like, um, credentials or experience. It's all based on connections. Or culture. That's like, true, I'm just yeah. gonna hire you because you're from the same background as me. Like, mm-hmm. what? How does that, yeah. like, you know? Help a sister How out, does that not, help? Not yeah. really. It really doesn't. Um, how would you improve it? I think, um, like it does go down the whole provincial i'm sorry like professional like like the whole professional category it it it, like if you were to break it down it wouldn't just be teachers and principals it would also be students because Mm -hmm. if students weren't as professional like like if we if they didn't all work together to like build a school then like again like the outcome would be bad like for example um students also have to work with teachers to yeah. be professional like just like just because like if like for example like i know the student who like like it wasn't just like i know there's other ones but this one's the one like i was uh, aware of um who like had always been in that same islamic school since forever so they just have like like this whole thing where like oh i run this place yeah. like like i've been yeah. here i guess so like a lack of discipline yeah right? like like i've been here so i know everything i know everyone like i don't I have to do listen I, I don't have to yeah. listen to if it, to you yeah. if i don't want to yeah just because they like had authority yeah just school. because they had authority just because they were just so comfortable yeah. and it's just and even um like kids whose parents would make donations at the school like they also had that like that hierarchy mm-hmm. where they'd be like oh yes. i kind of run what i like the school like i kind of you know or even if like students had their teachers their moms were teachers at the school or something like they had that type of hierarchy i could go in the staff room yeah there, was, that, not there be actually able to be, was a yeah. hierarchy that like you had to like it was very like in not like invisible but you had to like look closely yeah. to see it but once you identify it it's so like prominent, prominent yeah because they would like, they wouldn't pay for anything. You could go into the staff room whenever you'd like. You same know? for, like, same for like uh, students who had their, like, parents as teachers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you could get out of anything easy. Easy. Yeah. Or, like, or like um, I-, I had my mom as a teacher there, but for some reason, my So you're the hierarchy we're talking about. <laughs> no, my, for, for some reason, you're my experience was worse. Like, my mom being at the school, I was also, I was always scared to do something because I was afraid they could just, like, call my mom and tell her right then and there that I was doing something bad. And also, I felt like for me to be, uh, like, the, the student, like, my mom being a teacher, I had to be better. Like, I had to perform mm-hmm. better. And especially in her class, I had to do better because, like, I was her daughter, you know? So I feel like I had the, the worst end of it. Uh, my mom would not let me go into the staff room. And my mom would not let me, like, stay after school. Like pressure, and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. just your mom. She, she was actually, like, she was actually, like, no, like, students are not allowed in here. You can't just get this because you're my daughter. But there would be other kids that, like, got to do whatever they yeah. want just because their mom or dad was mm, in the that's school. That's true. I feel like another way I'd improve it is by, I guess I'm like improving the education, right? Along with the teachers and like what they're teaching. Like I know teachers would just give us like a workbook and that would be it. Like you had to finish the workbook and then like hand it in by a certain day. The next day you'd have a test and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, like there's no actual, yeah, yeah, there's no actual teaching. Yeah. Right. And then also kind of like fostering an environment where children can ask questions yeah. because I feel like that's a lot of how we learn Mm -hmm. i know that there was not much of a way for me to ask questions especially in my islamic school because it was like if you had a question and like just for example there'd be one question right like 
we were in grade eight and we were asking like is it okay to be friends with a guy right like you know your intentions the guy like you know the guy's intentions like is it okay to be friends mm-hmm. and she's like no but it's like why and you'd be like no because it's just not good yeah there's like no actual education so it's like why did i even ask the question yeah. Because then you leave even more And because confused. they said no that way, there are students like the, the, that, want to. that would yeah. want to even more now to rebel because, against exactly, that Exactly, because teacher, that's what teenagers do. To rebel do. against yeah. that rule. Exactly, that that's what teenagers up. do. Teenagers rebel. And when you're telling them just no, without any sort of understanding, yeah. that, that's, that's all the teenager wants to go and yeah. do. Because like even though we're teenagers and we consider ourselves grown or whatever... That we're still young so yeah. so whatever they say to us has a huge effect on us yeah, like um did i talk about how the teacher yeah like that one teacher that um helped me with my hijab that had such a big effect on me mm-hmm. same thing for anything that any teacher could have done to any student yeah. like that teacher saying no to the student yeah, Negative for asking, positive, yeah like it's just like that's why that's why it goes down under the professional category because if the teacher you have to be so like cautious with the way you speak to students because again it's like parenting yeah Yeah. i feel like it needs to be like again with like parenting like that nurturing environment you know where you nurture their like learning and their development to kind of let them grow into like self-standing individuals yeah Yeah. plus like me and you literally like all of us 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 three we went like to islamic school in like during our puberty stage yeah during my key years like the those years matter so much because like the way you were whatever you were taught at the time or whatever like experiences you had they matter so much to you and like in the future and ongoing and like that's why sex ed like it shouldn't have been so like what, what did you say how they talk about it like it's yeah. really like, even like even like physically when they start talking about it, they're like lower their tones yeah. and yeah. stuff they, they I would remember, cover the window I, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time when they they were talking about like puberty right yeah and we were in grade eight at this point right so a majority of us had gone through it and it was like they combined the grade seven and eight class and they like brought hot chocolate and biscuits right like it's gonna be ladies' time, and then we'd. Uh, but as soon as you ask a question, they would not answer it. Yeah. So it's like, why are you doing all of yeah. that to literally like miss the target? Yeah. yeah. We had a worksheet in grade six. Like the guys would get their puberty class in the gym, and we'd get ours in our classroom just to separate because it's two different types yeah. of puberty, you know. And so when we we got like a worksheet at that time. And after the class ended and the boys were supposed to come back into the class, the shooter was like, I'm going to watch you all put the put the paper in your bag because I can't have any boys in the class seat. Oh, I remember and, that. And, we and also we had something like, like that. we were like, what the hell? Like, it's, it literally was a paper that said, if you're on your period, you could have chocolate. You have, you have to do this. You have to do that. Like, it was just like a basic paper with information. And they were like, put it in your bag. Like, no boy can see that. That is so embarrassing. Like, so blah, blah, Or even when we were on our periods in school, you would not pray, but like the school would yeah. pray collectively. You have to like go through the back and like sit in the back in a private way so that no guy knew that you weren't praying like yeah it was so so embarrassing for you to not be praying and no guy could understand and i bet like obviously us like with our lack of knowledge on it i bet guys also have a lack of knowledge on periods and stuff because they were also like kept away from like that they were like you don't need to know about the stuff you don't need to know about what girls do and da 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 but like they do need to know yeah like, these even, are also brothers these are also going to be fathers one day like like even with separating girls and boys when you talk about periods or like puberty in general i think there should be like okay separate them just for comfort right and so yeah. that there's like kind of like a safe space yeah but then no, like educate them about both yeah about both sides yeah because it's crucial. Yeah. Like, that you need to know that. Yeah. Based on, like, what we've talked about so far, would you, like, would you think that you'd send your child to Islamic school? Um, either in the future or in the current state of Islamic schools as they are right now, in our area at least. <laughs> I think, I think I would, just because of the state of public schools. Like, um, they are running an agenda that I do not, like, I do not, like, I do not stand with at all. They're teaching kids things that I don't want my kids to know. And also, I learned a lot about, like, racism and me being different in 
public schools and I never want my kid to feel like they are different or like they don't belong or like the white culture is the culture that you know you need to indulge in to be popular and pretty so I think I would send my kid to Islamic school but I would be very like picky on which Islamic school even if I'd have to pay a lot for it it's just that right now our school systems in Canada are absolutely screwed and they are just like it's not a spot for Muslim kids to be in mm -hmm. what would you yeah. say Judy? um I think I would but like I don't know I to be honest it's a big decision and like if inshallah like once I have my own kids I wouldn't make the decision on my own like I'd also want to like know what my husband would have to say about it mm -hmm. because I've had my own experiences and I don't know, like, if, if, if I knew that my kid would experience the same thing I experienced, it wasn't horrible, so I definitely, like, would be like, sure, like, whatever. But, oh, like, toughness is not, yeah. not the issue. Like, character development. Exactly, <laughs> like, nothing's gonna happen, like, like, man up. But, um, I don't know, like, it's, it, it, it's, it has such a deep, like, meaning to it, to be in Islamic school, like, it's not, it's not just a school, it's yeah. not like like you could see how like long this podcast is like we <laughs> we have a lot more to talk Sorry, about yeah. like, we actually know? cut it short this is literally a minimized version yeah, yeah like big, we summarized it this <laughs> is <laughs> summary um but yeah like islamic school is such a big thing for us so i don't know like i definitely would just for the experience but yeah. it wouldn't be for as long as i went like it'd probably just be for a year or two actually i went for only two years yeah. um but like i'm not sure if i would sent them to thing um during middle middle school because like high school is not like i don't want them to go during high school mm -hmm. but i also don't want them to go i'm not sure if i want them to go during middle school mm -hmm. because just because of like if it was a girl and she had to go through middle school in islamic school where they taught them about period in a shameful way the period like or menstruation in a, in a shameful way and like they'd have to be embarrassed about it I have I have the confidence to send my student, to, I mean sorry, my kid to my student, <laughs> my kid to Islamic school, my kid to Islamic school, um, and like, like them coming home to me and like asking me questions and like I have the confidence to tell yeah. them what is right or what is wrong and what they like what's the difference between what they're teaching and what I would want them to learn, um, but I'm not sure if I want them to you know just like have that kind of implementation and like you know like depend yeah that shame yeah i kind of i kind of agree with you with like the years that you send them i feel like middle school is a very tricky time to kind of like mm -hmm. send your child into an environment like that mm -hmm. but if it was like talking about the future i feel like islamic schools will improve yeah mm -hmm. i definitely would not send them to the one i went to like <laughs> yeah. i know there are like a few better ones in our area that are implementing like the board that runs it is kind of like made up of people who like grew up here or yeah. like are younger right yeah. so they're able to like kind of connect more yeah. with the with the younger generations uh, maybe i would send it to something like that but i definitely would not send it to ones that we went to where they're like running right? a trial i know on us. <laughs> it's literally like this study right? that's someone's thesis yeah. right there that's someone's that's literally someone's phd yeah. program right there I would not send them to one like that, but I also feel like maybe I'd send them where they, when they're younger, but there's also, like, that home and school balance, right, where yeah. I want to create that environment at home, right, where they have that education and stuff, that, like, like Islam is a lifestyle, right? I want them to kind of adopt that first yeah. before they go into an environment like that, yeah. if I even send them there, but it's also, like, I'm not 100% for public school because, as I said, public school right now is a scary yeah. place to be it's right. only getting worse like we at least we social went, media yeah we oh went at a time where it's like starting to change so we were kind of just like in and out now we're in like they just going to uni but me and judy are in uni so we don't have the same environment but i know and see what high school kids are being taught and what high school kids are going through and i like I'm totally against it, and if that was my last option, I would pick up my kids and leave I know. Canada. Like I would. I not feel like especially with like during like middle school and like their younger years, they're very impressionable, mm -hmm. right? So when you build that strong foundation at home, right, or even like if you went to a good Islamic school, 
and then you build that good like foundation then when they go into high school then they're not as bad yeah they won't want to rebel yeah it, i feel like it's like a very deep balance but again it's like different for everyone it's very subjective yeah like even like from just our experiences like, yeah. we had we very different, different experiences, experiences. We also had a lot in common. <laughs> um, and it was the same things that we had in common. So, that like... There's a lot of overlap. Thank you guys so much for listening to this movie. Um, if you guys made it all the way through, congratulations. And should we say assalamu alaikum like the song is cool? Oh, yeah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm getting shivers down my spine right now. Bye, guys. Inshallah for next week, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye, Bye. Bye.